Hello and welcome to the Great Escape podcast, where each week myself, Owen, and Ryan delve into the lives of British expats living abroad. We set up this pod to chat about our experiences living abroad and offer you little tips and tricks of what to do and, more importantly, most often, what not to do. This week, we are delighted to be joined by two of our good friends, Sam and Charlie. And firstly, we know you've just come back from a very, very long trip. And thank you very much for joining us today, an hour and a half or something after you were supposed to initially. So thank you very much, guys, for hanging in there. No worries. Happy to be here. You said that like it was their fault, Mark. Yeah, mine. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely wasn't. I'm the worst host of history. Mike, do you want to just <laughs> clarify for the record, Mike, that it was all your fault? Yeah, I hope I didn't make that sound bad. It's it's definitely all me. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the worst host of all time. Okay, right, but back to the general pleasantries. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. As you say, we just got back from Kelowna yesterday, so we had a what was supposed to be a five-hour drive turned into a nine-hour drive. Oh, so, my God. Uh, yeah, lots of accidents, lots of flooding. On it the was a nice ride back, though. Oh, was it nine hours? Nine hours because of traffic, or something? Just stopping off and looking at the sights. What were you up to over there? No, nine hours of traffic, pretty much. It was. uh, We pretty much were driving for the whole nine hours. Well, we we? went along the way to see more of Canada and just see a different part of it from the way that we took there. But um, yeah, it was beautiful. So, and the company was decent as well. Yeah, it was all good. (laughs) Yeah, a little little (laughs) car behind the curtain for podcast listeners. I was on that trip, um, and it was fantastic. Kelowna, FYI, is basically like um, Manchester in Canada with loads more trees, a lovely lake, but with that grounded grittiness of the Manchester vibe, um, but just with better scenery and yeah, it and better weather. It was just it was everything you needed out of a place, basically. So just a car, just a. Yeah, just to clarify, Owen has recently got a new job of the Kelowna Tourism Board. <laughs> <laughs> He's been selling it hard. You don't need to sell it, it sells itself. Who we are so happy and fortunate to be sponsored by in today's episode as well. So <laughs> thank you for that, Owen. No, but it is a fantastic place. It won't, like, I'm, I'm going to move there. So. <laughs> Done deal. <See> <laughs> happening. 100%. And just, just a little add-on, I'm also going to have horses, so... Just a little, little bit about my future. Multiple horses, definitely. I'm going to question you about that later. Shall we uh, kick on with some quick-fire questions? Yeah. Get a feel yeah. for these guests and let listeners know what we're, what we're cracking on with here. Absolutely love that, um, Mark. I'd, I'd love <laughs> to kick that off. Um, okay, over to you. So, as you're both aware, we, you know, we always like to hit up our guests with... We, we say quick-fire, but they're usually, um, you know, they, they tend to dis, disintegrate into... You know, just we haven't started yet. It could still be quick. You it's about know. half the pod. Don't lose faith before we. Yeah, it's usually started. timed in. We time in about half the pod for these. But anyway, <laughs> this as is normally the nature of quick fire. It's already turned into uh, too much. So anyway, guys, you guys are well tra- traveled. I want an answer from each. Where's your favorite location traveled so far? Okay, Sam, Sam, you can kick us off. It's it's a tough one because obviously we've done like loads of loads of places. Uh, we both obviously work in travel, so we we get to go to a few places. Maybe the Maldives. Um, it's probably the place that's been the most like jaw dropping for us. We spent ten days there a few years ago, um, and we actually sailed around all of the islands. 
and it was beautiful and we also got to swim with whale sharks while we were there so massive bucket list tick i would say i don't know what you, what you think uh, yeah I, I mean that was an amazing trip for me it's cape town though i just love africa everything's got to offer you've got um wildlife the food's amazing the wine's brilliant the people are great it's just a brilliant place to visit the ladies he likes the ladies too yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got married in cape town as well so like it holds that for us they, they do say Cape Town is the Manchester of South Africa. Yeah, I right? have heard that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the Kelowna of Africa, actually. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And and uh, thanks for kind of abiding by the quick-fire nature of the question as well. No problem. <laughs> very succinct. Yeah, no, very nice. Both had an answer. Almost, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, you're the one that's not doing it. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm blown away. <laughs> I need to compose myself. I'm just so bloody excited. Um, Charlie, you're big into footy. Yep. Who's your team? Arsenal. Big Arsenal guy. And Sam, are you, you're, are you a f- well, football? Uh, Tottenham for me, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Banter. Not into football. Um, <laughs> had to say that, obviously, but no, no. Well, yeah, I, mean. I, actually, I took it to an Arsenal game. Um, I don't know, this was five, six. No, this must have been like 2011 because Van Persie was still there. And it was Sunderland at home and it was nil-nil. And we had a guy next to us who was just dropping the sea bomb all game. And I could just see how much Sam hated every single second of it. <laughs> it was just a real hideous game to go to. Like, nil-nil at Sunderland, just nah. Guaranteed entertainment at Sunderland as well. Oh. They always bring their, their fluid football. Oh, it, was, it was just an awful, awful game. I think oh, Shavin had a stinker. But, um, yeah, and that was it. Have you been to a football match since, Sam? Uh, no, that was my first and only, actually. I, to be fair, I would actually go again, but generally, if Charlie gets a second ticket, I'm not the number one on the list yeah. uh, to be going. Again, so. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and Sam, just on that question, do you have a spot of choice and a team of choice? Or are you, are you... Well, I have to say rugby, obviously, the South African background. Um, but no, nah, nah, I'm generally not, not a huge sports not person, which I kind of wish I was. Like, it's not on purpose. I just um, I just never really got into it. I grew up with three, well, family of five, two, three girls, and my dad was never really into sports. So it wasn't something that was drilled into me from a young age, really. <laughs> Well, Sam, I, I must say that I've seen you play both spike ball and mm-hmm. bocce, and um, very good at both of them. Natural so, slip. Yeah. There's, there's a sportsman inside there somewhere. <laughs> They're hobbies, you know. <laughs> so, do, yeah, to move uh, swiftly on, favourite favorite flavoured crisp from both of you, please. Oh, I am like a crisp fiend. There's literally no crisp I don't like. Um, but I would say probably crisp of choice is the Cheetos Flaming Hot whatever they're called Ooh, deep cut. i am obsessed with them i love them so much. oh <laughs> um i'm not i only really eat crisps because sam buys them but um i like cheese and onion wow yeah yeah I, I wouldn't buy if i was single i wouldn't buy crisps but i i cheese and onion would be what i'd eat for sure i think there's our title <laughs> what, a, what a flex! What a flex of an answer. If I was single, I wouldn't eat crisps. Just pure. Is that, is that a request? Sam's Charles. really weighing you down in life, eh? Yeah. I mean, for me, it would just be drinking water, eating protein, and that's pre- and working out is what my single life would look like. But I've got Sam, so none of that for me. <laughs> I can't wait for your uh, your the novel you're going to write. My struggle with carbohydrates. Um, 
Um, okay, fantastic. Well, we've we've seen a little opening there. Uh, the the cracks in the relationship are starting to show already. <laughs> Only twenty minutes into the pod, uh, the unraveling of. Uh, you did have to ask the crypt question. Yeah, hundred percent. I tell you God. what, it's got a lot of our guests. Um, <laughs> So, what food item do you both consume the most of? So, what, what in your daily life are you consuming the most of in terms of food? Okay, I have I have the answer for both of us, and it's actually quite gross. For me, it's tuna. Nice. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. Get her off. Get her off the pod. Can we end this? I eat like a can a day. And for Charlie, it's big one. What? <laughs> a can yeah. a day. We've heard stories about you and your baked beans, Charlie. How many cans are you eating a eating per week again? Sorry, it's one of your five a day. So full of fiber. Yeah, but that doesn't mean have five in a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full yeah. of fiber as well. So what's not to love? How many do you get through a week? Oh, uh, I'd probably I'd say five cans a week. <laughs> I'm fucking so aggressive. How how is it living with someone who consumes five cans a week? It's <laughs> Does that have an impact? Um, it's a good question. Well, Matt. to be fair, like he hates the tuna, I hate the beans, so it, it happens oh. to be our favorite foods. And every lunch, every lunch day, it's 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 not good. It's not good. And you each have five a week, so it's like to eat one in spite of Basically, the other. <laughs> He's gonna have his beans. I'm gonna have my tuna. <laughs> <laughs> like it. I like it. The, the women Compromise. are from Venus. The men are from Mars. It's kind of uh, almost one of those. <laughs> <laughs> women eat tuna men eat beans in that specific house i don't know where i was, where I was going with I'm that not read that yeah, yeah sorry it, it was uh, the lesser known book these are only for lunch so like it's quick and easy like we'd never have dinner and we're dropping beans and tuna i don't want you to think like we get in from work and we get a can of tuna and a can of beans out and that's our evening it's very much yeah. a, it's a lunch it's a lunch thing <laughs> See, that's we weird. never jump to those conclusions, Charlie. No, I'm glad that you've ruled that out, though. Post-apocalyptic reality where just two people are sitting over a can of beans and tuna. Seemed to be a quick, very, almost too quick to reject that idea as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's exactly what's happening. Just making sure you don't think yeah. it's that. Charlie, you've definitely sent me pictures of you eating beans on an evening. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. it's, it's not that it doesn't happen. It's just that I don't want people to think like that is our life, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. You don't want people to think you're a bean fanatic. Yeah, like sitting in front like of the TV, like can of beans just freshly opened and a fork and Sam's behind me with a tuna and that's that. Watching Downton Abbey. That's not what's happening. So, <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I ask a quick question? Has anybody on the podcast ever consumed cold beans? I had a pal back in Yorkshire. Oh, yeah. used to do it. Qu- question to the pod. For sure. Cold beans... Oh, better than hot beans. <laughs> not a problem. Sure. Sam, yeah. Sam. Refrigerated anything. Hold on there. Cold beans are not better than hot beans, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. They're so much better. I prefer hot beans, but I'll happily knock out a can of cold beans. Oh, we're going to get complaints about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings are taking a... Who's that chat. bitter lad from Thingy that always used to complain about my adventure tales on the end of the pod? He's going to have a fucking shocker on Oh, this. James from Burnley. James from he's Burnley. He, yeah. We've lost it. He's, he's <laughs> but just on, on the topic of refrigerated anything, refrigerated pizza, refrigerated lots of things are much better cold. So That's I'm with you on that, Sam. definitely not better cold. No way. Yeah, wrong again. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a d- divisive episode tonight. <laughs> A divisive episode. Never take food advice from a guy who just sticks apple stickers everywhere yeah. in it. I was like an absolute madman. Um, okay, 
So, um, moving again, moving on to through to through the quick fire ones. Um, what's your partner's most annoying habit? <laughs> and don't say beans or tuna. Yeah, yeah, tuna and beans is out. Of them. <laughs> uh, this is like, yeah, this is. I yeah, I know we have to be really careful here. Okay, Charlie has this obsession with his feet. Like he's constantly touching his feet, and I just hate it. Yeah. It's so gross. I just move my toes around, and I can just see. Sitting like, just giving me most horrible eyes. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I what, just, what am I doing with my life? Is kind of the look. I just can't stand. <laughs> they're so gross and they're always everywhere. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know about Sam, but she has no habits that make me upset. I love everything about her. So, wow. You know what? Something that Sam does is she has, she wears contacts. <laughs> And I'll just find like dried out contacts around the apartment. So that's, yeah, it's almost just like, well, I don't need this in my eye anymore. So let's just put it here on the floor or here in the bedroom. Dude. Drop them in a can of tuna. See if that'll ruin that habit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good punishment. We sound like the most disgusting couple with the grossest <laughs> habits right now. <laughs> in this one. Yeah, don't worry. We'll... Asking you some really pointed questions, to be honest. What's the worst habit? Yeah, I apologise. <laughs> me and Rai were just fleshing out some questions before. We just thought we'd put that one in. I'm enjoying just to it. Shake I'm it enjoying up it. a bit. I don't know. Barely five minutes in. Let's talk about dried content. Well, like, I just love it. You know, like the age of Jerry Springer is gone, but I think there's still a bit of, you know, people still want to see a bit of anger. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, what are you watching at the moment? We, I, we watch TV separately, like we do watch shows together, but we have different interests. Yeah, for me. Go on, Charlie. Your yeah. your watch at the moment. I am going through Downton Abbey at the moment. Huge. Which is very good. I've really got into British dramas, funnily enough, since I moved to Canada. Yeah. Whereas when I was in England, it was just like you know, it's kind of what you're living, so it wasn't as exciting. But now it's I'm enjoying that a lot. <laughs> you're, you're living a Downton Abbey lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're going into the last <laughs> bit early, eh? For anyone who doesn't know, I live in a manor house in Stanley Park, <laughs> so it makes it beautiful. Charlie's entire life back in England was a period piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just through. walking through a, a, a vineyard in a frock. <laughs> he, <laughs> he rode his horse to work. Butler turning up with a silver plate, lifting a lid, just a can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a lifestyle that would be. Uh, that is a fair point. The Bachelorette. Nice. <laughs> a lot of reality TV for Sam. I love, I love reality TV. <laughs> and yeah, I think I've yeah, smashed my girlfriend's big into that as well. She listens to podcasts about it. It's, whoa, it's... whoa, whoa. Well, the thing is, Charlie, like, Charlie does claims he doesn't watch it, but then every time there's an episode on, he'll be like, oh, is that guy with the dark whoa. hair still in it? And <laughs> definitely, definitely has an interest. Everyone's been there when you see him on the sofa and it's on. And they, those shows are made to draw you in, right? So, oh, they put so I'll, I'll be sitting there on my phone or whatever, and then I'll be like, oh, oh it's not too bad. And then, yeah, I want to I know what's going on. If I'm going to be walking in and out, I kind of want to have a, a sense of, you know. <laughs> to be fair, The Bachelor is a path, is a quintessential, like, sure to watch during a fair um, you know, it's it's, it's everything. It's great. You could start your own Bachelorette podcast in that time. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> good, Sam. Be the second of our guests to to leave and and make a pod. <laughs> um, what's uh, the final of the the questions before we wrap up the incredibly quick fire round? What's one place you've been that's uh, the one place that you've not been that's on your hit list? Each for me, Japan. Really, really want to go to Japan. Nice. 
Um, oh, where did I want to go if I could go anywhere? That's a really good question. I would really like to go to Norway and see the fjords there. I think that'd be pretty cool. Huge. Right, very different answers. Great. Well, Mark, we'll pass it. We'll pass it on to you, Mac, for the uh, for the for the more deeper section of the podcast. <laughs> oh, heavy hitter time, is it? What's your favourite chocolate bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've had a brief intro to to your relationship there about your tastes in beans and tuna and whatnot, and we but we did learn that you got married in Cape Town, which sounds like a gorgeous place to get married, I have to admit. But how did you guys meet? How did Sam and Charlie? become the union that they are we today. met in a restaurant actually that we both worked in when we were younger called the golden retriever um and we were friends for probably about a year first it was actually quite funny because i'd um obviously... where was this oh this was yeah this was in the uk in a place called wokenham um okay and we would have when would we have met i can't even know like 2007 2006, 2006 or five i moved to the uk in 2005 we met pretty much straight away and where were you before that? So I grew up in South Africa. Okay. Yeah. So I lived there till I was 17 and then I moved to the UK. And then, yeah, we kind of, Charlie was at uni at the time. So he was only coming back to the pub, like when he was on his summer holidays and things. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I think we got together in like the December 2007. So it's been a oh. long time. <laughs> it was quite fun. Was, um, this is how sheltered life I obviously lived. I'd, I'd never really heard anyone speak with a South African accent, apart from on Alan Partridge, obviously. And uh, <laughs> the, most, the most genuine of all of them. And Sam's first time she started speaking to me, I generally was like, "What? What? What is she? What is going on? Like, what is this weird accent? Who is this person?" And then obviously met Sam, and it was kind of a similar thing. But um, yeah, that was, that was kind of the story. But it was just quite interesting because, I, like I said, I was quite sheltered, never really never met any South Africans and now I'm married to one and I'm in this big family of South Africans and I love the country so mm. oh fantastic do you, do you do you think Sam that you did that move uh, at quite a formative age of 17 do you think that influenced the fact that you travel so much and made it easy for you to have this expat lifestyle truthfully probably not when I was younger I actually never really had much of an interest in traveling like I always um like my mom always says it's really weird because both of my sisters were very keen on traveling and I never really had that interest um and then yeah I moved to the UK like at 17 obviously it's like it's a tough age to move countries and then I don't really know like we kind of started traveling maybe three years into our relationship and then it just kind of I think once we did it once we um, so we did a math like a year and a half abroad and once we started doing that then I guess we just got the bug for it and we wanted to travel after that so it kind of just yeah. where was that where was the where was a year and a half so we started in South Africa. We did a month um, there. Uh, then we flew into Southeast Asia. So we did Thailand, Laos, Vietnam. Uh, then we did New Zealand. Hong Kong. Oh, yeah, Hong Kong. And then we finished with a year in Australia. Nice. So, yeah. Wow. So, Sam, just back to really quickly back to you moved at 17. What was that transition like? Like moving from South Africa is obviously culturally a lot different to England. Like, what was that like? Can you tell us a bit about like yeah. your experience as a seventeen-year-old yeah. moving country? I mean, it was tough. I I moved obviously with my family, um, and it was something that we'd always spoken about in our family. Like, it was always kind of knowing that we were going to make the move, um, and we actually had moved a couple of times when I was younger as well. So we moved over once for a year when I was eight. 
Um, and then again, when I was 11 for a little bit, like it, my family were just back and forth for quite a while. Um, and then we made the, the final move when I was 17. And yeah, it, it was tough, definitely, because I, I came into A-levels. So I did my last two years of school in a new country. Obviously, no one understood anything I said because I had a weird accent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely the first two years were tough. Um, and then after that, like once I'd finished school, then obviously it was up to me what I did and it, it got much, much easier, much better. And I'm super glad I made the move. That is the plot of Mean Girls, right? Basically, everyone laughs about it. Literally, people make jokes about that all the time because I always make a joke when I move to um, the UK. You know that scene in Mean Girls where she goes up to the table and she's like, Jumbo! <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You know, um, so I've been very Sam specific, but do you still feel more African than British? That's still home to you? Well, that's kind of uh, weird because I literally have now spent half my life in both countries. Um, I would say I probably feel more British now just because I like my adult life has been in England. Um, but it, it's a tough one, especially being in Canada because people here get confused with my accent quite a bit. Like it's very easy in England when people say, where are you from? I'll say South Africa because I know they're picking up on the South African accent. And when I go to South Africa and people say, where are you from? I, I know that they're hearing the English accent. Um, but people get really confused here about my accent. So every time they ask, it's like a, five-minute story about my, my background. <laughs> I understand if the you, pain If of you that. had to choose a national side to play cricket for, though. Oh, cricket, I'm going South Africa, for sure. Oh, <laughs> oh. Tuna what and the South Africa. Cut the feed, oh, yeah. Matt. Cut the feed. <laughs> so, um, so, like I say, you've travelled a lot. You're here now in Vancouver. Uh, it's been nearly two years. I think I met you when you first got here. It's been nearly two years now. Two what years drove next you week. Here? Two years next week, yeah. right? We actually, funny enough, we had this conversation with Owen in the car the other day. We um we were both doing quite well at work, but we got to the point where we needed to move on if we wanted to move up. So I got offered a job in London, and Sam was looking at moving potentially to London, and we were looking at buying a house as well. And we settled on a house we really liked. It was actually it was a really beautiful house, but it was in an area that no none of our friends lived. But we chose it because it was convenient for work, and it was right by the motorway. And was this the one with the manor and the butlers and all that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you'd expect. Um, and yeah, so we, so we picked this house. It was by the motorway, and then we we were kind of always toying with the idea of going abroad. But we were looking at Australia, and that wasn't an option for us. And then we started looking at Canada. But I turned thirty-one in January, and we applied for the visa in December. So if I if we hadn't have got invited to apply, it'd have been too late. And then we kind of had like, not like a, an early life crisis, but we were like, why are we buying a house? Because it's located next to a motorway. Like, is that our life goals now is just to be close to work. So we had a bit mm. of a panic and then we got drawn out of the pool in December and we just thought, let's, let's just do it, let's go for it. So like, there wasn't too much sort of thinking behind Canada. It's just like we could get, well, in fact, a girl I used to work with went and she loved it. And yeah, it kind of just all came, like fell into place. Nice. Fantastic, really fantastic. One last throw of the dice. That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, that's good. It came came together really quickly for you there. Yeah, really Apply in December, come in January. Yeah. I think it, it was, I'm, I'm really glad it was Canada because we weren't kind of at that age in life where we wanted to just go and backpack and mess around. We wanted to kind of settle into like a, another lifestyle and Vancouver was just perfect for that. So yeah, very lucky in the end. One thing we do talk about is actually the first steps. What were, What was it first like when you got here? 
how how was it how was the transition we were very lucky we were lucky because uh, we actually work for a travel company that we've been with for seven years so for us it was a very simple move into work um, and obviously mm -hmm. we were coming into roles that we already knew we know the company very well so that generally tends to be the hardest thing for people is just like that finding you know comfort in work but because we knew knew, knew the company so well and um, that was kind of taken care of for us already um in terms of like housing we managed so we we landed on the friday say and um we had we had an airbnb booked for two weeks and as we landed they they cancelled the reservation so we literally landed with nowhere to stay uh, <laughs> which was fun <laughs> so we had to we ended up just booking two random nights in a hotel and um just booked in loads of uh, viewings on apartments the next day and we found the one that we're in now and the landlords were really cool about it they just said yeah move in tomorrow so it, it literally happened so well, quick we had, uh, we had an apartment and jobs within the first 48 hours of being there <laughs> so the rent it was very, oh my very God. smooth from that point onwards yeah that's crazy wow. Wow. no stress about rent or deposits or anything nah, it just, was you knew you had your job that's such a relief when you first land even like getting the jobs like i just i basically had a phone call with a guy over here and we we chatted for like 10 minutes and then they offered me the job like because because it's the same company it was just so smooth so yeah it's... that's such a such a contrast to a lot of obviously a lot of guests we've had on the the pod have like had very contrasting experiences in terms of like landing here and like just having an absolute shocker in certain circumstances and yeah it's cool to hear people that just yeah got all like different stories where people just landed and and kind of yeah. it all went smoothly no i was just gonna say i think it's also a lot easier coming over as as a couple as opposed so you, you know you know someone straight away as well yeah. um, mm. that i think made a big difference well that was something i was gonna say like a lot of people do the hostel lifestyle as a way to meet the the people that they end up spending years with like how did you then meet people was that a bit of a drawback was that you were so settled straight away no, i don't think so really i was quite, quite lucky that obviously like you guys within uh, you weren't here long way yeah, but we met playing football and that you were very you were very lucky to meet me yeah we also joined uh, the brits in vancouver group which is obviously a huge it was huge like we we knew that we wanted to make friends straight away like we, we like to have a big big sort of friendship circle um so yeah brits in vancouver we went on a night out and we made friends that night that we're now still friends with so yeah. Yeah, again, the whole the whole process for us was pretty smooth, pretty good. So if you had any tips, pointers for people who would want to be expats and move, if they want it to be as smooth sailing as you guys found it, what would you recommend they do? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard and because I know like our situation was different because we came over with the jobs lined up. Um, I, th I think the best thing about being in canada in general is just that the people here are so open and friendly so the the biggest thing we found is if we were struggling with anything we we asked for the help and people were very like they've been over backwards to help us whenever we needed it didn't they oh and definitely fa like facebook groups regardless of where you're from like get on those groups because if you have questions like what bank should i go with what you know what phone network should i get like those were the questions that we didn't know um and we just did a search on well, ours was obviously the Brits in Vancouver group, and every single question has been answered. So, yeah, I, um, 
<laughs> we joined the British in Vancouver group and there was a, we were going to go to the cinema one night and there was an event going on and we really were close, to, like we were like, we should go meet people, but we can't really be asked. And eventually we went and we ended up meeting a couple of people we're really good friends with now. So I would say you just kind of, and again, it's easier because we're a couple, but I think sometimes you just got to push yourself out there and just hope that <laughs> you enjoy it and you make friends. And but if we hadn't have done that night, we, we probably would have missed out on a lot of things that have come because of it so pushing yourself outside the comfort zone definitely true yeah exactly yeah i think everyone's echoed that same sentiments with have that on the pod is just kind of go for it if it feels yeah. a bit uncomfortable like it'll, it'll help in the end right all part of it yeah right so moving on now to our home and away section and this week we're going to cover a topic that we've never spoken about before on the podcast that's uh, and it's perhaps something that we might never speak about I mean, people like Ryan might never speak about it. We we never know. We don't know what's in his future, but it's it's married life is what we're talking about. <laughs> Sam and Charlie, wow. you're veterans of this. That's a huge <laughs> dig. I love that, actually, Matt. No, no. <laughs> Finally got him back from the apple sticker remarks. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't like cheese. I mean, yeah. what, what can I say? And if uh, anybody's listening, I'm not married. So, uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Just in case you put them That's on. an open invitation. If anybody yeah, fancies exactly, it. Yeah. yeah, if you want to be with a guy from Middlesbrough who doesn't like cheese and hates everything about life, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is your guy? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Sam and Charlie, you got married in Cape Town. How long have you been married now? Uh, we've been married for four years. Four years. Amazing. And how much of that was spent in the UK and how much of that was spent in Vancouver? Oh, yeah. Two in each. Okay, so you are the perfect examples to talk about being married home and away home and abroad so give us your feel what's it like doing living in the uk and then coming over here and the whole move told together because i guess that's quite something to go through as a newly married couple i think in the uk we just lived a very kind of traditional like newlyweds we were surrounded by family and friends we bought our first apartment a couple of years before we got married um and yeah because obviously we mentioned and we were in travel we did a lot of holidays and stuff um and yeah, we had like a really nice, comfortable lifestyle. I just think we got to a point where like we both got itchy feet and we both kind of like new things and changing it up. And England is a great place to live. It's very like, it's a safe place to live. It's, you know, our jobs were secure. We, you know, we had great friends and stuff, but um, I just think we wanted a bit more from life and we just wanted to try something different. Was it was it like sort of scary to press the refresh button after you've got it all settled? And you know, you're like sort of ready to take that next chapter of life and then... Just pressing restart, is that not scary? Yeah, for sure. I think because obviously we, we had bought our place back home. Um, so obviously to move out here, it meant we had to sell a place. Right. And, you know, that was that was a huge decision to do. Um, we were quite comfortable back home. So it was like, do we, do we start from the beginning mm. again? Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things because because we had done that traveling trip a few years ago. We knew that we loved to travel. Um, and so, yeah, we just thought we'd give it a go. And when we came here, the idea was never really t- to come with any sort of specific time frame. We just said we'd come for as long as we liked it. Um, and luckily, we've liked it enough that we've stayed as long as we have. So it didn't, it's quite weird because it doesn't it didn't feel like a big difference. I don't know this is going to sound weird, but like. It just went all so smoothly when we got here and we kind of met some really good friends and stuff. And it just kind of, and because it was the same job as well, it was like a really smooth transition and it didn't feel all that different being out here. I think like the longer we've been here and like, the, the you know, the closer we get with friends and the more trips we do to places like Tofino and Whistler and all these incredible places, you kind of, you see that side to Canada. But yeah, for us, I think it was pretty, like it wasn't, 
a big there wasn't like a huge like turbulent move or anything mm. it was all pretty how smooth. did uh, your friends and family take it back home you saying you want to move to canada were they all like okay yeah sure supportive nice supportive for sure um as you'd expect like obviously I think uh, our mothers would have loved it if we'd stayed home and had babies straight away. <laughs> um, but but I think just because of how me and Charlie are, like in terms of the travel that we've done before, I just think that they kind of, they, they expected that we were going to do something like that. Um, and we've had all of our families come out to visit us since we've nice. been here and they absolutely love it. So they, you know, as much as they want us to go home, they also realize how much we love it here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everyone's been really supportive. Is there anything that's part of your married life now that just would not have been a part of your life back home? I.e. that thing behind you, Sam? Behind me. Oh, that's really unfair. Now you're going to make me say it. <laughs> Whoa, I've only just clocked that. Oh, my God. <laughs> do, do I have to now go into what's behind me? <laughs> I mean, it's an audio podcast. You can go into as much detail as you like. So, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. So um, I have a pole behind me because <laughs> when I moved to Canada, I, <laughs> I decided I wanted to try something new and I decided to start doing pole dancing. <laughs> um, but... I mean, I can't say it, it's uh, affected our married life. <laughs> if, if anything, it's less sexy. I've actually seen Charlie. I've seen Charlie do a little thing uh, for me and the lads on that pole, and he, I, a consummate professional is I, what I'd call him. I actually didn't know it was yours, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie did it to improve his core. Having it in um, with, with COVID, um, obviously the gym uh, downstairs was shut down, so Charlie does his pull-ups on the pole. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in terms of married life, the pole the pole does nothing for it. <laughs> so, but on that, on, like you, you did mention COVID to get back to a slightly more serious note. Like, has has COVID and and you know the past three months, has it kind of made you guys think any differently about like settling in Vancouver versus it? Like, you know, like long term, has it kind of affected your thinking at all? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely thrown our hands a lot yeah. um, because of the industry that we work in, travel, like it, nothing's nothing's happening at the moment. So we're both furloughed. Neither of us are working at the moment, which has obviously been really sure. tough. Um, and uh, we're, we're halfway through our PR application as well. So at the moment, we don't know if our jobs are safe. We don't know if we're going to get PR. Um, so we're kind of in a position at the moment where we're just kind of waiting to see whether or not we can stay or if we go home. Um, to be honest, I, I think we're at the point now where we're kind of happy whichever way yeah. it goes. Um, just because if we if we go home, it means we get to be with our friends and family again. And obviously, if we get to stay, well, that's great because we love it here too. Um, but yeah, COVID has definitely changed our plans. For and sure. I think it's also like it, it's interesting because you know, like you say, it's been especially with the PR and and what's been going on. It's been you've been in such an in between. It, it must just feel at this point that you just kind of want you just want a yes or a no. Do you know what I mean? Because it's so it's horrible living in that kind of limbo. I've definitely been there myself. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, we um we're actually next. Well, on the thirteenth, so literally in a week, we go on to um, implied status as well, which means that we can't leave Canada. Um, and it's it's frustrating because it's the, now that we're both furloughed, it would have been the best time to go home and spend some time with yep. family. Like we both, um, Charlie had a nephew and I had a niece literally born the week before we moved here so um you know we, we've kind of missed them growing up and um it, it's tough like we, we miss family loads on the, on the flip side, 
we've been very lucky to have been furloughed in a place like Vancouver, mm -hmm. as opposed to our friends back home who've been stuck basically indoors, not being able to do anything. Whereas we've done all these amazing hikes and all these great trips and like obviously paddleboarding and all this cool stuff. So yeah, it's like it's been tough not working and stuff, but at the same time we've got to do a lot more cool stuff in BC that we probably wouldn't have maybe been able to fit in over the Yeah, time. you've made the most of it. But you've made the most of a shit situation, yeah. which is huge. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. to uh, just to take it off furlough and back to like the the married thing, just we've never had a we've had couples out here before. We've never had like a married couple. When it comes to like things like setting up bank accounts and stuff like that, does it make things easier? Did, like all the like little nibbly stuff when you first get to a new place. If you compare that when you were a couple to being married, was there a, was there a noticeable difference? I would say one like big thing about coming over here as a couple is you split the cost of everything. So, like, obviously, getting an apartment together, like, you know, if you did that singly, it'd be very difficult. Um, One thing that I did, which was I didn't do, which was stupid, is um, when we got married, I never actually changed my last name to Norris, like on my passport or my bank accounts, all of that. So, moving here, I've had to use my maiden name for everything, which it's it's not that big a deal but it is quite confusing because every time i go and you know if i get something delivered and i have to go and pick it up from the post office they're like what's your name and i'm like uh try samantha griffin no okay uh, try samantha <laughs> norris <laughs> and then i walk and i see your id so that's that was stupid and that was probably just because we got married um, and I, I got my passport replaced just before we got married. So I, uh, so then I never changed my last name because I was like, oh, I don't, yeah, I've got ten years on my passport in my maiden name. Um, so yeah, that that was a pain because now every like I, I don't really know if I'm classed as a Norris or a Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do you have to prove your marriage a lot, like in terms of like PR? You've done that together and stuff like that. PR, yeah, we've had to like send our marriage certificate for the PR application because Charlie's the lead applicant and I'm obviously the um, what am I? I'm his dependent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, but um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I, the marriage thing hasn't really. Like, I don't think there's much difference between just being a couple and being married. I think our landlords, honest. our landlords, like the fact that we were married, just because I think it gives people that extra sense of like responsibility they yeah. just assume that we're like yeah, smart uh, people well, not well, smart. That's, that's <laughs> so true because uh, we were having this conversation i think the other week as well and, and it's it's so funny like i came to when i came and landed in toronto originally like it took so long to get a place because everyone's just like like this slob's gonna be awful and like, <laughs> you just look at you like i mean a 22 year old guy traveling is basically like the chemical waste chernobyl made like in in, in a sense of like <laughs> landlords want you so far away from their fucking place it, it's crazy but like what as soon as i met hillary and like i mean she's a lot better at life than me so she <laughs> does things like a landlord reference which i just had no idea about but like as soon as i i was in a relationship <laughs> like they were like snapping our hand off to mm. rent the place so it it is crazy like how much easier it is to to get a nice place um if you've got somebody by you know by beside you well, pretty nice a discount like we were probably going to say yes in this already then they were like we can give it to you a hundred dollars cheaper a month we were like oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they know you're safe but don't they you've got that security you've got that proof of your love essentially it's not a case of your first place together and anything could happen do you know what i mean like I, I, I get we it from their point of view, yeah. 
we had our jobs as well. Like it was, it made sense for them to to just look. Yeah, in, that's fair. I guess it's not like a rogue Galloway turning up at your door. Oh, could you imagine in his Middlesbrough shirt? I mean, people don't like it. I've, yeah, I've, I've tr- I'm trying to just meet people that way. It's just not working. That's Tough why sell. he still lives in a tent around the back of mine. Nice tent, though. Yeah, it's a beautiful tent. Yeah. <laughs> just need to put a ring on it. Then they'd, they'd be biting your hand off. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I've tried. I'm walking around with one. <laughs> <laughs> just getting on your knee anytime you see yeah, a single yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually turning people down, telling them you're married. <laughs> That's where you're going wrong. That's what you should do, though. Just If ever you're going to rent a place, just turn up with a fake wedding ring on and say, yeah, just, she, man, she's just in the car. She'll be out in a minute. Oh, she, yeah, she's... She's held up on something. I'll just have a look around the place and just do it. Just fake her. It literally <laughs> sounds like an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, that would be a good Adam Sandler film. <laughs> I'm just bringing people, bringing a different woman in every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's changed. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. had her hair done. <laughs> it would be called The Ring. Oh, no, The Ring's already been taken as a film title. Yeah, we can get there. to that on another pod. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll scratch that one out. All right, I think it's uh, question time. And I think it's over to Ryan, who you're, you're the gatekeeper of questions yes. from folks who've emailed in and whatnot. Do we have anything in the mailbox this week? We do have something in the mailbox, but just before that, just because we're talking about married life, uh, okay, yeah. a, a, an announcement for our friends, good friends of the pod, our first ever guest, Hannah, and oh, yeah. our, a very recent guest of ours, Kieran, actually just got engaged last week. Whee. So, uh, oh, congratulations yeah. to them. And apparently, it's going to be easy work, according to Sam and Charlie, so that's good. There we go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> awesome. massive, massive congratulations from all of us here at the pod, and uh, yeah, chuff, chuff for them both. Yeah, many happy returns. Was there something special about his proposal as well, Ryan, you heard? Yeah, yeah, he, um, he proposed in a lake on a kayak, so I think that's so Canadian, yeah, isn't it? Like that. If you're going to do it in Canada, that is yeah. That's, that's not you're not doing that in Britain, are you? Just going down the Thames. No. <laughs> I'd, be ter- I'd be terrified of losing the ring as well. Didn't do it in the van when it was broken down. That's wise of him. Yeah, very brave to bring a uh, engagement ring out in the middle of a uh, lake on a kayak. That's all I can. <laughs> I, all I could think about when Ryan told me was that, but you know. No risk, no reward. To be fair, the one time I've kayaked with him, he did drop his phone into the oh. into the water. He's quite a clumsy boy, so it's high risk. High, high risk, high reward. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, really chuffed for them. And yeah, they're yeah. good friends of the pod, so I just want to bring it up. Yeah, congratulations, guys. If that yep. doesn't spark a, a repeat episode with the both of them on at the same time, then I don't know what it does. Uh, well, I've asked if we could do a live feed of the wedding when it comes about. And, uh, a live feed? <laughs> just commentating. decline. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's the father-in-law oh, walking down the aisle. What's your favourite crisp? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has anybody got anything to declare? Yeah, excuse me, quick one from the back. Favourite crisp? <laughs> Why is everyone turning to Alan Partridge when they're asking these questions? As soon as, soon as Sam brought up Partridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the actual questions coming in. And we did have one, um, which I thought would be a good one for Sam and Charlie as well. So this is from Leon in Colchester. What's the most awkward moment using British or South African for you, Sam, uh, slang since being abroad? Anything that's been misquoted or just no one has a clue what you're talking about? It happens actually between us quite a bit. Sam will use the South African, like, um, oh no, it's not South African. What is it? Afrikaans. She used like Afrikaans. So she had said, like, cis man. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know what that means. And she's been using it. She could be calling me anything. Calling <laughs> um, him everything. <laughs> yeah, and then there's quite a lot between us, actually, more than, like, I don't think 
there's too much difference. I definitely had one incident here in Canada and it, it wasn't like awkward or anything, but um, I was working and it was me, an English guy, a Canadian girl and an Australian girl. It sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. <laughs> 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 um, there was some, some sweets and I sit and, and I would call it a sucker, which is the South African word That's for it. <laughs> so I said to, does anyone want a sucker? And then uh, the, the English guy was like, he was like, that's not a sucker, it's sweet and then the Australian girl was like that's not a sweet that's a lolly and then the Canadian girl was like that's not a lolly that's candy oh my god <laughs> so we all had like different words for it all obviously meant the yeah, same it's like the worst Chinese whispers ever <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but yeah no otherwise I would say probably just between me and Charlie like um since since he's been married into a South African family there's definitely a lot of um things like he called my mom a word which I can't even a say dream. It's the C word. So I didn't know what it really what it meant. I thought it was just kind of like a funny swear word. And, uh, and he said it to my mom as a joke, and I was like, "He was cracking up." That's huge. That's, that's bold. Yeah, that is bold. <laughs> I'll teach you that word next time I see you, boys. Tomorrow, football will Yeah, <laughs> pa- power move. To be fair, um, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Did nice. you have, Did you have any in China, Mark? Like, obviously, there's a language barrier, but then just not understanding a phrase you said. Like, like now then. I say now then to people and people are just like, what, what yeah, does that Yeah, now mean? then's a big like, one. But even southern people get confused by now then. Yeah, that's true. I was just going to say, it must be more difficult maybe for you guys with the northern accent. Does that, does that have much of I have a lot of trouble with my name everywhere I go. Because even in England, Mark, in a Yorkshire accent, <laughs> yeah. just doesn't fly. Like, Mick, <laughs> Mac, Mike. I still have your name spelt with a C on my phone because I thought you looked a bit French. But here it's even worse because they're expecting Mark, and I've never once said that in my life. So even yeah. introducing myself is a bit of a struggle sometimes. But I felt uh, in the first few weeks when I got here, or maybe first month or so, I felt like I, I was a bit patriotic with like some words. I used to like say "toilet" on purpose, see if they reacted. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not going to get down to their level and say "washroom." I was like, no, it's a toilet. Where's your toilet? <laughs> and then that got, got me in a few bad situations. I don't know what do you mean? Not to get low brow, but doesn't toilet in Canada mean like the shit itself? <laughs> <laughs> not to get low brow. Yeah, not, not to bury this pod. But like, I feel like that is the case. So washroom is like, washroom yeah, going sure. to the washroom. Uh, like you go to the washroom. It's the actual act of it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to yeah. have a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I definitely had the um, the name thing when I moved to England because my, my accent has changed quite a bit, but um, everyone thought I, my name was Sem, like S-E-M, and, um, <laughs> because my accent was just very Sim. South African. <laughs> and so um, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends back home still call me Sem. <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the Northern accent is is does get a little bit because I, I I was like when we were discussing earlier that that you know when you first move somewhere your accent's obviously still super thick. Being in sales, I've had to like try and train myself not to speak all Northern, but that's definitely something like even now like people be like, <laughs> and it's like you yeah you you're not getting aware of this. I find it weird, like people that like like people that I work with, I've worked with like over a year, but sometimes I can still see the cogs turning. Like I can, yeah, I don't know what I said there, do you? And they're like, nope. 
<laughs> it's like one of the bad ones for me. Like instead of saying "Are you all right?" I just say "You're right" as one yeah. word. Right. Every, every time that's that's a composite face. I'm, I I did have one bad one when I first got here, and I won't tell you the full story because um, I've got time. But I asked if someone was going for a cigarette break mm. and was accused of being a homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can guess what the word is, but obviously back home that well, is right, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I literally just said it to someone outside, like, "Oh, are you." Yeah, I You've had a mare, yeah. He's just like, what? I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Don't use that word. That is crazy, and and it's pissed because if even funnier if they literally had no idea what you meant and you asked if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. The guy was just like, what? Very, very funny stuff. I don't know if it's a British thing either or if it's just me, but in general, having a potty mouth got me into a bit of trouble here. Yeah, same. I don't realize I'm doing it, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, really? The Brit said that again, did he? My last boss turned around and was just like, you swear tons. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, you actually swear on the phone quite a lot. I was, <laughs> I was just creating a bit of a report. <laughs> How else would you create report? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. We should make a, a support group, Northern lads that are made to speak Southern abroad to get understood. I'm happy to teach you guys. <laughs> So to clarify for Leon from Colchester, yeah, don't use, don't, don't describe things as a sucker. Yeah, uh, yeah. don't offer that to anyone. Don't yeah. swear. I think we've nailed that. He's, he's laughing. Yeah. yeah, Leon's got a lot to work on there in Colchester. When he's able to travel again, that'll be useful to him. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, a little bit of housekeeping. Now we're towards the end of the the podcast here. I would just like to encourage people to give us a quick follow on. Instagram at Great Escape Pod. We're also on Facebook, The Great Escape Pod. And if you want to be like Leon and send us a message, just drop us an email at greatescapepodcast at outlook.com if you've got any questions and you want us to discuss about it on the podcast. What a wonderful time it's been having you on the podcast, Charlie and Sam. Our first married couple. Thank you for taking us through that. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. It was fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Enjoyed that. Yeah, thanks ever so much, guys. Really appreciate it. And we'd love to have you back on in the future at some point. We can be, uh, yeah, divorced couples. On the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's huge. 100%. Charlie's there with no Chris around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of baked beans. Just Charlie sat eating a cold tin of beans. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. What's the downside, guys? <laughs> to our podcast follow us on social media I've got nothing lads anyone want to brew? <laughs>